ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Tuesday, October 13th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste. It's only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Uh, we've got Doc Holiday coming up here in a little bit. We'll get his entire press conference, so I get a chance to catch up with him, get his thoughts on the game against Western Kentucky, and look ahead to Louisiana Tech. Also, uh, we're going to hear from the Defensive Player of the Week, two-time, two-time Defensive Player of the Week, Devontae Beckett. And uh, we're going to round things out. We've got Brendan Knox. We'll get his uh, comments. And, of course, as I mentioned, we'll get your phone calls in, 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Baseball last night, Austin Riley crushed a go-ahead 448-foot home run. Did that in the ninth inning. 4-1 win for the Braves in Game 1 of the NLCS over the Dodgers. Meanwhile, the Rays took their first 2-0 lead in a best-of-seven series in franchise history with another shutdown start from Charlie Morton. So we've got more baseball action coming up for you tonight. Uh, things are a little different tonight. Of course, there is football, Tuesday night football. So that means we don't have Thursday night football. Uh, Tuesday night football going to air on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. Uh, we've got the governor debate tonight, the gubernatorial debate, the Gov, Jim Justice, Ben Salengo. They're going to go at it. We'll have it for you coming up tonight, part of the uh, West Virginia Broadcasters Association uh, putting this together. So uh, we're part of that. We're going to have that for you coming up tonight, uh, 7 o'clock, and then we're going to have baseball right after that. So stick around if uh, you're uh, in West Virginia and you're following the politics side of things. Uh, this, I'm sure, will be interesting. I'll tell you what, for a little bit, I watched the debate between um, Mitch McConnell and Amy McGrath. I was, it was just fascinating to watch that yesterday. I thought, you know what, this will be a nice little palate cleanser get into some football, some baseball. So let me go ahead and watch that. And speaking of football, I thought it was over. I really did. The Saints came back. They were down 17 points, and they beat the Chargers yesterday. Second largest comeback of Drew Brees' career was also the 37th career victory for Brees when trailing in the fourth quarter. That is tied for second most all-time don't count Drew Brees out just yet. No, he's pretty good for an old guy. Don't count him out. I, I counted him out. I thought it was over. Well, you know, I'm good. I think I'm I'm done with this because, well, I was watching partly because of fantasy football interest. And uh, let me tell you, uh, this has been a goofy week for fantasy football. I'm losing. I'm trailing. I am 4-0, and so I'm due for a loss, and that's fine. I'll take the loss. Uh, I am trailing by 33 points. I don't know if I'm going to get him back because I've got Derrick Henry tonight. He is my running back. I've got him, and I got a kicker. I'm not. I'm not getting 33, 34 points. I'm not doing. It. It's not happening tonight. You know what Henry's projected? 
He is projected to get like 14 points, 15. Uh, this is a weird week because uh, Le'Veon Bell was on the IR. couldn't get him off IR in time. And things just changed up quickly. I had to go drop a couple of uh, players. I had a couple of Patriots players. I had to go drop them. And then I had to pick up. You know, I picked up, and I only got .80 out of him, Traquan Smith. I'm like, okay, Traquan, I should be able to get a few points out of him. Let's just make this respectable since this is not my optimal lineup here. No, I got .80 out of him. And there's nobody on the waiver wire right now. No, nobody. So hopefully next week I'll be I'll be okay. I'll bounce back. But that's how crazy it's been. We're not getting Thursday night this uh, week because we're getting Tuesday night. So we're getting a double header on Monday, though. Can you believe that? We're getting a double header. And it's going to begin, I believe, at for us, we'll, we carry Monday Night Football. So we're going to go on the air, I believe, at 5? I think that's when it starts. So uh, programming note, no show on Monday, which is starting to become a norm here. Uh, it's because we've got so many sporting events. We've got baseball the rest of the week. We've got Marshall football on Saturday. Of course, we get Huntington High football on Friday night. And so when we're not airing either Marshall football, Huntington High football, or NFL action, we'll have baseball for you. So that's basically going to be the norm here the next few days. We'll have afternoon baseball, mid-evening baseball. We'll have all of that for you. And then we'll get to the World Series. And, uh, again, as it doesn't interfere with the football, you're detecting a trend here. Football is the, is the king here at this radio station. Football first. Football, then everybody else. Football, Marshall, basketball, then everybody else. And, of course, Marshall basketball trumps everything other than Marshall football. So that's the order of things here. So we'll put together a schedule. Uh, Check my social media account. I'll give you updates on when I'm not going to be on the air, but I think we're going to have some baseball action uh, throughout the rest of the week. Uh, So I think we get a partial show tomorrow, about 5.30. We're going to do this. This is going to be like the old times for me here. I come on the air before a baseball game. I just do like a 15, 20-minute show, and it was fun. I got it all in, went to baseball, sat back, and enjoyed the game. It sort of reminds me of my old days here when I was doing a show right before a baseball pregame. And so sort of that's how it is right now, but that's where we're at. But I got a lot for you coming up. As I mentioned, Doc Holliday, we're going to hear from him. Devontae Beckett, we're going to get his thoughts. We'll talk to him. Uh, he was with us earlier this afternoon, and then uh, we'll hear from Brendan Knox. I was listening to a little bit of uh, the La Tech presser today. Uh, we're going to break that stuff down because uh, we're going to be jam-packed on Saturday. 3 o'clock on Saturday. Going to be back at Roosters over at Pullman Square. And if you're looking for a place to get something to eat before the game, they do take your order over the phone. So you can get their menu and order whatever you want, have it ready for you. I think they're doing Grubhub and a couple other things. I'm not too sure on that. Let me double-check on that to be safe. But uh, you can at least call them, and you can pick your order up. So if you're looking for, like, some game day wings, Roosters is going to be your place. I wish I could hang out with you because uh, what we're doing here, I'm on the porch. It's I'm on the porch, and we're doing the show. Of course, it's part of you know what we do with them and – Still trying to social distance, and that I know that's a thing. We don't know if uh, the game for homecoming is going to happen because of FAU, and 
what's going on with their COVID-19 issue. And, and of course, you saw the tweet yesterday from Marshall Basketball. They're, they're sort of pausing, doing some contact tracing. So it's still a day-to-day thing. I mean, we're doing this show day-to-day. We're doing football week-to-week, day-by-day sometimes it feels like. And the good news is, thankfully, we haven't really had any problem with Marshall. That's the good news. Uh, the bad news is a lot of other places have had problems. A lot of other places are are not doing it right or uh, they're trying to do everything they can and they're still not getting it right and it's kind of difficult right now just to, to go on a day-to-day basis because you're trying to stay safe. You're trying to do this right. You're trying to make sure that kids don't get sick. You're trying to make sure that you don't put them in positions where they can be exposed because I mean, once you get them out there on the field, you, know, you want to make sure that everything has been done properly to make sure that they do not come down with it, or they catch it and they're asymptomatic and they're spreading it to other people without knowing. So that's where we're at right now. Very stressful times. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. It's been very stressful. Just how we have to adjust and how some people are not adjusting and making it more stressful. How some people are not doing what is asked of them. And so thus we have all of these uh, breakouts all the time, all these situations. And thankfully, Marshall's doing its part as far as getting uh, these kids tested and keeping them. They really, I believe uh, they're doing the best they can do. Doc Holliday joins us on the other side of the break. We're going to hear from him, get his thoughts on the upcoming game, look back at what happened with Western Kentucky. We'll get your phone calls in. You can also find me on Twitter at Paul Swan. We'll be back when we continue with today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to The Drive here on ESPN, 94.1 FM, AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines, 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste. It's only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. We've got Doc Holliday, his comments uh, earlier this afternoon. As uh, Doc is getting set for the plane trip, the bus trip, uh, it's going to be a plane trip. Planes, trains, automobiles, no matter however they need to get there, they'll get there taking on Louisiana Tech. and uh, That's something Doc talks about. Uh, when you get into this, have you noticed that Marshall hasn't been at La Tech, or at least Doc Holliday hasn't been at La Tech. I mean, that's something to think about. This is going to be Doc's first visit to Ruston. This is going to be Doc's first game at La Tech. Now, La Tech and Marshall, probably two of the better programs overall in Conference USA. It's going to be a pretty good battle, I think. Uh, This will be an important game for Marshall. This will establish... Marshall, if Marshall can get this victory, Marshall will at least have an inside track on the Conference USA title just because this is going to be one of those major hurdles. And then you don't know what's going to happen with FAU, FIU for sure, middle. You don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, Charlotte, you don't know what's going to happen, but you got to like the Thundering Herd's odds in those games. You got to get past La Tech, though, because I think that's going to be a real challenge here. I, I thought Western's going to be a real challenge. 
And Marshall was very well prepared. And later on when we hear from Brendan Knox, he'll mention that because I kind of was just kind of get from him, hey, you know, you guys usually are supposed to go in there and this is going to be a tight game, but it was not tight. And he talked about, you know, we, we had several weeks to get ready for it. So a little different setup here for Marshall and Louisiana Tech. Doc Holliday, of course, as he always does, sets the table, sets the scene for what's going to happen. And we start there with Doc Holliday's weekly press conference, his weekly Zoom conference. Well, I'm humble, so uh, I'm just grateful for it. You know, obviously, uh, obviously, we got another road trip coming up here. Uh, and with all the comp, you know, with everything that's going on right now, the, the road trips become even more complicated. You know, it makes it, it's tough to travel uh, with these conditions we're under right now. So, uh, our kids got to do a great job again this week, you know, as far as the way we travel, the uh, way we, you know, attack the, the visiting hotel, all the above. So, you know, leadership so important when you go on the road as well as toughness. I thought we handled that well a week ago, and we got to do the same thing this week. So that'll be our captains this week will be Beckett, uh, of course, on defense, who's been a captain multiple times because of the way he plays and the way he leads. Uh, also, Kobe Cumberlander is back for a second time um, for the same reason. And on offense, we have uh, Sheldon Evans, who's been that every week because of respect uh, he has of his teammates, and and Josh Ball for being a first-time captain for us on offense as well. So those guys, along with everybody else, will have to do a great job. Obviously, uh, I don't know if you all have. I've never been to La Tech. I've never, I've never been to that stadium there. Played them several times, but hadn't had the opportunity to be there. So it'll be a great challenge for us. Uh, Skip has has been very consistent, you know, the whole time he's been there. Uh, he's always has his teams well prepared, and when you're located where he's located, you're going to have tremendous athletes. Uh, I think he's got first two two of the guys he had in the second year a year ago were are both starting in the NFL. So you look at those guys, and and they got the same type of guys back right now at the skilled positions as well as that offensive line. Maybe as big offensive lines we'll face all year. So it's going to be a great challenge for us, uh, and one that we got to be a great job uh, this week preparing for. Doc, it'll be different. This will be your first game where you've played back-to-back. You've done a nice job adjusting to the schedule. This will, this will be two in a row. Yeah, no question. You know, like I say, it's hard to play on the road regardless. And so now you add everything we're adding to it as far as travel goes. And not just the travel part of it, but how you have to travel. That's what, more so what I'm talking about. And, you know, to go on to, you know, go in the road and you had a bus trip once you get there, you got a lot of things that are involved. So, you know, our kids have got to handle it the right way. You know, the first three games have been – very, very pleased with the way they've played, the consistency they played with, you know, and uh, the way they showed up. And this week can't be any different. You look at Josh Ball becoming a captain for the first time, and you look back at Saturday's film, and it seemed like every single running play, he was finishing somebody, he was cleaning somebody up. Is that sort of uh, one of those measures that that you look for along those off? offensive lineman is, you know, you've got to play to the whistle and you've got to finish your blocks well. Well, I thought our offensive line were challenged this week. You know, they had the defensive player of the year a year ago lined up against them every snap. Also the preseason player of the year picked to be that this year, you know, at Western Kentucky's front. Western Kentucky was a defense that's had a lot of success. So I thought that offensive line was challenged. I thought they responded well. And, and this week will be no different. You know, you not just Josh, but uh, the, the entire offensive line has played very consistent the first three games, and it's going to be critical that uh, they play that way again on Saturday. Coach, the last time you were three and zero was twenty fourteen. Do you know? Do you notice any similarities from that twenty fourteen team to this team here? Uh, yeah, we got some good players. I mean, we had good, you know players on both teams. I think, uh, you know, I think 
you know, we're getting good play out of our quarterback position, which it takes to, to end up being 3-0 at this point. But, you know, I like the leadership. You know, I like the I think these kids are holding each other accountable just like that team did. And, you know, it's you got you got a shot. Now, there's so many other variables involved right now with this year. I, we're in the game four, and I feel like it's game 12. You know, I mean, that's kind of what we're dealing with right now. I'm sure you all are dealing with the same type of thing. So, you know, this year there's just so many other things that are thrown into it that it's hard to – it's hard to sit back and just kind of enjoy what's happening because, you know, you just every things change every hour, you know, with what we're having to deal with. So, you know, we'll deal with it and, and uh, work to get better. Doc, is this the fastest defense that, that you've had since being a Marshall? Going back and looking at Saturday's film, there were a couple plays, Pitts chasing down a quarterback from the opposite hash, and a couple plays really stood out as uh, the team speed on that defense being exceptional. Well, I think we can run. I do think we had some guys that can run defensively. We had guys that can run. You know, got a lot of guys, Neville Hewitt's of the world, and, you know, those defenses, you know, we've had some really good defenses around here over the years, and that's where it all starts. You know, any team – that I've ever been a part of, and we challenge our team. If you have a, if you're going to have a really, really good team, it starts with playing great defense. That's where it all starts. And you, know, you look around the country right now, and and there's not a lot of defense being played at a lot of places. And you know, fortunately for us, you know, Brad and JC and that defensive staff have done a great job. And that defense is going to be the key every week. That's where it all starts. And they're going to have to play well against a very talented, you know, uh, La Tech team. Skip Skip does a great job calling plays and. You know, you look at them, they're playing two different quarterbacks. The one played against us a year ago. You know, Allen played a year ago, and he's got a lot of potential. They got a grad transfer in there uh, from a year ago. So, you know, there'll be a challenge for us, and uh, our defense is always going to You look at UTEP was day and Saturday against La Tech, using pressure, getting getting after the quarterbacks with their defensive front, and, and – really uh, attacking La Tech's offensive line. Is, is that something that you all see as a strength for you all coming in this week is, uh, you know, your all's defensive line against their O-line? Well, I don't know. You know, like I say, it's, it's going to be a great matchup. I mean, they're, they're as big offensive line as, as we've faced all year, maybe will the rest of the year. And they're a talented bunch that, you know, you, you know, UTEP's probably one of the most uh, improved teams in our conference this year. I mean, if you look at them defensively, they, they, they've done a great job recruiting and, they got some really good players up front, and uh, they played well, you know, defensively at times. So, you know, it's going to be a, every every game we play is going to be a challenge, and uh, this will be no different. Doc, you you often talk of starting fast. Is it a sign of the maturity of this team? I think you've uh, opened every game with a, a opening drive score. What what's that mean to you, especially on the road? And and is that a focus, a maturity kind of thing? Well, it's it's a focus for us, Keith. We want to you know we try to start fast every game we play. You know, whether it be offense or defense or whoever kickoff, kickoff return, whatever phase is out there. And, you know, fortunately for us, you know, we've been able to do that. And, uh, you know, I thought early on, and the kids make plays. It's, it's all about the players, you know. I mean, uh, I'm sure you guys had the opportunity to watch that first play we had last week against, uh, you know, what a great throw and, and, and a great catch. I mean, it took two players in that situation just to make a play. And, and that's what it's all about. And then, of course, Knox and the offensive line take it the next play and Knox finishes it and gets into the end zone. So there's no doubt that, you know, when you can start fast and try to set the tone for the game, it's, it sure helps you. And, you know, we, we talk about that every week, you know, whether it be offense, defense, special teams, whatever. And, you know, we want to we want to start fast. And we also talk about being the best team on the field in all three phases. We've done that for three games. And that's what it'll come down to against this, you know, again this week is who has the who's the best team on the field that particular day in all three phases. And for the first three, that's been us. And we got to work really hard to make sure that happens again. You mentioned Beckett being a captain, and you know I'm sure it was nice to see him finally get into the end zone, being an offensive player. But 
Uh, for him, uh, second time this season, he's conference defensive player of the week. What does he really bring to your defense that maybe you uh, haven't had? Energy. I mean, you, you know, he plays with a lot of energy. He plays fast. Uh, he's a good player. You know, if you want to talk about a linebacker that, you know, what they're supposed to look like, that's him. I mean, whenever that ball snapped, he finds a way to go get it. And he's always around it. And, and he's just, you know, he's, he's just, a, he's a good football player or not. He's a great football player. And, uh, you know, he's taking on new roles as far as leadership is concerned, holding other kids accountable and doing some things that, that great players do. And, uh, and I'm glad, uh, you know, he's assumed that role and, Happy's on our side. You look at Law Tech, and Justin Henderson is a guy that was among the leaders in rushing last year and, and returns to that offense. How how much do you all have to key on him just because he, he does seem to be a dual threat back, catching balls out of the backfield and uh, being a pretty good runner? Yeah, no question. Of course, they got uh, Tucker and Garner. They play as well. They play a lot of backs. And, uh, you know, they, anytime you play a, a game, and, we, and we've been able to do this is – you, know, you got to try, you got to stop the run, and that's where it all starts. And, uh, and if you look the last several weeks or all four weeks, three weeks that we've played, you know we've done a great job of stopping the run and, and trying to force people into being one dimensional. We've, we've been able to do that. So, you know, anytime you line up against, especially this team, you know they're, they're going to try to run the football as well, and and we got to try to find a way to get that stop. It'll be a challenge because he's a tremendous back. You know, they bring in two quarterbacks. You mentioned Allen has been playing a lot and Luke Anthony, who led the comeback against Southern Miss for them, too. Um, does that make it more difficult for a defense just trying to hone in on what situations they like, which quarterback and and uh, trying to prepare for two? Well, you know, I think it does if they're if they're totally different, but they're not totally different. You know, they, they're similar with what they try to do with both of them. You know, Allen may have a bit more quarterback run type thing, runs in him, that type of thing. But the other, both of them are very capable of, making all the throws and very capable of running the football. So you don't see them change a whole lot as far as their offensive scheme goes when they substitute those guys in. And there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason of why they put them in when they do, because they both play in critical situations in the game. So I'm sure, you know, uh, Skip's got confidence in both those guys and he's not afraid to play, play both of them, you know, in, in all the games. Like you said, you've never been to Law Tech, but does it take some time when you go to a new place to get adjusted? Or at this point, you know, since everything's so different anyway, it, it really doesn't matter. Everything's it's a business trip. I mean, like I say, it's going to be, a, it was a four and a half, five hours to get to Western. So it's probably about the same to get to, you know, Law Tech, you know, whether it be a plane ride or a bus trip or whatever. So, you know, it, it, our kids have done a great job of, of handling that. And, uh, and we got to do the same thing, you know, this week. Have you guys at all determined the mode of transportation? Is it a bus trip? Is it a plane ride? Do, you, do we know yet? Well, that's, hopefully it's a plane ride. My ass sits on a bus for 12 hours. That's not going to be a good thing. So <laughs> I, yeah, right now it's a plane ride unless things change between now and Friday morning. But uh, hopefully they don't. Maybe both. You know, it's crazy what's going on right now. I mean, half the, half the people may be on buses and the rest of us may be on planes. So, you know, we just got to try to figure it all out. And, and seriously, that's kind of what's happening right now. So. You know, we'll see when decisions are made, but I know, I know if there's a plane going, I'm going to be on it, and those players are going to be on it. Basically, Doc's saying, look, I'm not taking a bus. I'm not taking a train. I'm not getting a car. I'm not going to be in an SUV. I'm not going to be in a hauler. I'm not going to be in a tractor trailer. I'm going to be on a plane. Go on a plane. I'm going to be probably be sitting up front, but he's going to be on the plane. And... He's right. There's a lot of concerns on travel. Travel is going to be big. That's something that Marshall's got to deal with. Sure, it's easy to to get to Bowling Green compared to Ruston, and it's a, a little easier of a haul. 
but that's something you got to concern yourself with. I mean, it's been nice to play at home for the most part. Safety in the com- confines of Jones C. Edwards Stadium. You can sleep in your own beds for the most part. You can you know, go through your routine. So travel is going to be in- really interesting. And, of course, there's going to be a new experience for Doc going to Ruston. And so that's pretty cool there. We'll have the game for you coming up on Saturday right here. Your home of the Thundering Herd, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. When we continue, we're going to hear from your defensive, your reigning defensive player of the week in Conference USA, Devontae Beckett. Later on, Brendan Knox will make time for your phone calls as well. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, welcome back to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Coming up later tonight, we'll have the gubernatorial debate. That'll follow statewide sports line. So we've got a a full night for you coming up. And, of course, uh, over on our sister station coming up, uh, we'll have Tuesday night football. No Thursday night game this week due to the readjustment of the NFL schedule. So Tuesday night football coming up on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. Well, I said it the other day, if you didn't tune into the post-game show, and first of all, what's your excuse? Why didn't you? No, seriously, what, what's your excuse? I said then, if Tavante Beckett wasn't Defensive Player of the Week, we'd riot. I think Conference USA heard me because he was player of the week in Conference USA. You know what was really impressive about his performance? One, three fumble recoveries, and he did that, and it didn't even take the entire game. He got three of them before third quarter was over. And he also got a touchdown. That was important. Very important, I think. All three of his fumble recoveries led to a score, including the one he put in himself. He just didn't want to put that one to chance. He just took it up and went. And so you've got Tavante Beckett winning the battle on defense. It felt like single-handedly, every time there was a mistake, there he was and made Western Kentucky play. So he wins Conference USA Player of the Week again. So he's done it twice now. Three games, two awards. That's pretty good, right? I think so. And so we've got Devontae. We talked to him earlier uh, this afternoon. And he's humble. He's feeling good about it. Don't don't take it wrong. He does feel good. He's happy. But it's it's a humble Joy. It's not this, hey, look at me, I'm the best guy out here. It's, you know, I'm blessed. I, I appreciate this. Uh, I, I appreciate the fact that this is where I'm at right now. I, I got to stay humble. I'm excited, though. And that's where we start with Devontae Beckett. Well, I'm humble, so uh, I'm just grateful for it. I'm just thankful for Marshall. Did just give me an opportunity uh, to achieve those type of awards. Uh, the team is obviously more important, but it's always good to get recognized as an individual too. Have you had a chance to look a little bit at the La Tech? Any uh, early impressions there? Uh, yeah, they uh, like uh, rolling out a lot and uh, passing and they get the ball to uh, different people. 
Uh, just remembering them last year, I didn't know, and uh, they got a few players. I see they uh, they was rotating their quarterbacks a little bit. Uh, seeing the first quarterback before, and uh, looking at the second one, uh, he's he got a big arm, so uh, I know he liked to uh, throw the ball. He got good legs, so he fits the system too. So uh, both quarterbacks fits the uh, what they're trying to run. So um, it's going to be a challenge. Devontae, how much how much pride do you guys take in in the uh, ability to keep people out of the end zone. I know that's uh that's an important part of any defense, but you guys have done pretty well at that this year. Oh yeah, that's always uh very important. Uh you know, the most important thing is uh, that is the uh, score at the end of the game. So uh if the offense don't score, uh chances is uh better on our side. So that's uh, something that we strive for. We don't want want to uh, score for us. So yeah, that's something that we uh take pride in and every any defense in the country that's something that they strive for to to get success from it uh, definitely means a lot. Tavante, you look at last year's game and, and you were busy. 13 tackles. Uh, I think you had fumble recovery last year too. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, with what they do uh, with the running backs, um, they like to get them out and, and, you know, get them out of the backfield and, and catch passes too. How how active do you all have to be at the linebacker level and, and how vigilant do you have to be of those backs? Uh, that's something that we practice every day, you know, going against our offense. That's something that uh, that we've been seeing since camp, you know, so it's something that uh, we definitely got to take notice of, but uh, we won't stress too much because that's is kind of how we play anyway when the back get out. You know, we want to get as close as we can, can to close the space from them. So to take out any chances of uh, anything or any sneaky thing they can run. So yeah, that's something that we uh, will be well prepared for. So Tavante, 20 and three games, you win this defensive player of the week honor. What do you think is making you so successful uh, early on? Uh, my defense, obviously. I got a great D-line that's, that's uh, led by their coaches, Coach Price and uh, Brown, you know. They run to the ball, so forcing the ball to just bounce the uh, other gaps, and I can just kind of, with my size and speed, I can kind of just get to the ball a little quicker. And uh, with safeties that come down and and set the leverage to the defense when they have to, and uh, just being in the, as a linebacker, being in the middle of all that is just uh, beneficial. You know what I'm saying? You've watched, you know, obviously you all broke down your own film yesterday. When you all are watching that film and you see some of the some of the physicality plus the team speed that you all got, I think Pitts was opposite hash and, and tracked down quarterback on a third down. There's a lot of speed plays. How fast is this team? Is this one of the fastest teams you've seen? Uh, definitely. Uh, that's definitely one of our uh, one of our uh, things that we're good at. You know, speed and speed from everywhere from D line, starting with Kobe and Hodge off the edge, and then. With our linebackers, we're we're, we're uh, fast too, and then the safeties—they're just like you see with Derek and Nazi. They just they just get to the ball, and that, that's just how hungry we play. And uh, it definitely uh, it's contagious, and uh, everybody trying to get in on the action. So that's why uh, you see players just running to the ball so fast because they don't want to miss out. <laughs> uh, Coach Holiday just a moment ago was praising your effort and your energy. Where where does all that come from for you? What's your source of motivation? Uh, you know, just. I got I got people at home relying on me. You know I got kids at home. You know I got a three year old and a four year old at home. Just 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 growing up. You know and I'm just watching from afar. So every day I just wake up knowing like I got to do this for them. And then my mom, just everything, man. I just wake up and I just know uh, I got a lot on my shoulders. And I, when I get on the field, I just stay tunnel vision and focus on the, at the task at hand. And, uh, that's just kind of why I play so hard every time because I got so much so so much uh, relying on me outside of football. 
Is that kind of like a way that you remain humble too? Is that you know that you have so many people relying on you back home that if you took all these awards and these accolades you get and let it go to your head, like, I don't know. Is that just a way for you to stay humble? Yes, ma'am. Uh, I know that uh, at the end of the day, if I don't finish the mission, that that it's mission failed, you know? So that's kind of my motive is to stay tunnel vision because I think like, I got an end goal individually and as a team. And, and if I let things get to my head, then that's, that's only going to hurt me. So I'll just stay tunnel vision. It's got to stay tunnel vision. <laughs> Are you grading yourself based on your individual performances every game? Is there is there another goal, another box you want to check off? Yes, sir. Uh, I didn't get an interception yet. But uh, just to just keep keep playing how I'm playing, man, you know. And it's good to get recognized. And if, if, if that happens every week, then it happens. But that's just that's not really my motive. My motive is just be to be be me on the field, and Marshall let, gives me the opportunity to just cut it loose on Saturdays, and and that's just the results, man. That's the, of the hard work that I've just been putting in over the years, and when nobody's was watching, and it just shows on Saturdays. Young man's humble, isn't he? Very polite, calling everyone sir and ma'am as well. Devonte Beckett, you're reigning. Defensive Player of the Week in Conference USA. Brendan Knox, another humble guy. We'll hear from him when we continue with today's edition of The Drive presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. The Drive with Paul Swan. Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. He knows. Paul's the best. On ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Mr. Hamrick's my guy. I just want you to know that. He's my guy. And maybe we'll get him back on the show sometime here in the near future. Need to freshen that liner up a little bit. Uh, Welcome back to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. You can be a part of the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Let's uh, hear from Brendan Knox. What Brendan do on Saturday? Well, you know, he he had a touchdown or two or three. Outstanding game from him. It was important for him. 15 carries, 107 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, that's just that's just a day at the office for Brendan Knox, and let's get his thoughts on the game. It went well for him. I kind of wanted to know from him, hey, you know, were you surprised it went that well? Here's what he said. I wouldn't say surprised, but I'm definitely glad it did. Um, and the only thing I can really say about that is just trying to get a strong start to, you know, the conference um, and just kind of ease everybody's minds. And, you know, just that's a good feeling when you can start out like that. These games have usually been pretty tight. There was no question in this game. You guys took over early and often in that. Uh, what do you attribute that to? Because, again, these things are usually tight between you and Western Kentucky. Coming off of two bye weeks, you know, um, that's definitely beneficial. Um, kind of establishing your mentality in those bye weeks, you know, with the identity you want to go into that game with. And we carry that in, you know, with exactly how we practice. Um, and it all just comes down to, you know, the preparation leading up into that. You get a finally a, a normal week, if you can call anything normal. Uh, we got a lot of tech coming up. Uh, what's your early impression of them? Uh, a very good team. Um, as always, traditionally a very good team. They were good last year. Um, I'm expecting them to be good again this year. Um, and just stout across the board. Anyone stand out in particular to you as you look at them? They play great uh, collectively. So just they, they play good, you know, with everyone. Um, not anybody sticks out in particular, but great as a collective group. Thanks, sir. For you, you know, obviously Saturday was 
a long time coming. You all waited three weeks to have that on your birthday, though. I mean, what were the juices like before the game as, as you were preparing for it? Uh, just just to be as locked in as possible. You know, with a lot of, you know, on your birthday, there's a lot of stuff pulling you this way and that way and a lot of, you know, um, just stuff being said across the board. And you can kind of get away from what you have going on that day with the big game. Um, and just just trying to lock it in, honestly, and just cancel out the noise. Well, is that pretty difficult? To I mean, you're getting text messages from probably six a.m. Happy birthday, and, and you know, social media posts and all that stuff. Is it especially hard to lock in when you have you know a day that's sort of your looking team and everybody's looking at individual with that stuff? Yeah, most definitely. Um, it is a little hard. Um, just getting a lot of mushy texts and stuff like that when you're you know going to go play a man's game is you know uh, it can kind of get you away from you know what you're heading out to do, but. Yeah, just all comes on the locking in, though, and just trying to take care of business. Three touchdown game, first three TD game of your career, if I uh, read the game notes right. Uh, you know, not to push the birthday angle too much, but your first carry was a touchdown. You get three touchdowns on the day. You move into, you know, Marshall's top 10, reach 20 touchdowns for your career. Pretty special day overall for you. For sure. What what did what where does that resonate with you, especially moving into the top ten? I know you're not an individualistic guy, but given the lineage of Marshall running backs, how how did that strike you? Whenever you found that out, <laughs> it, it was pretty cool. Um, I can't lie, but um, I mean, this is so much more. There's so much room for much more. So I mean, it's definitely grateful. You know, a great thing. But when you know there's room for much more, you know that's all you can really think about. Just striving for more. You mentioned LaTeX being solid across the board, and, and their defense really propelled them to a win the other day against a UTEP team that seemed to play pretty well defensively against them, too. Uh, what what do you all have to do to to really get right two weeks in a row on the road and make sure that uh, you continue the flow you've got? Take in your fundamentals, carry that in, you know, every week, um, and just take your toughness, which is, you know, something you probably hear, you know, with everyone in our program, and just – just remember what you're fighting for and just, you know, it's going to be four quarters and just think about it that way. We talked a bit about the logistics of a road game. How different was it for you all uh, as players, you know, not having a team meal together, uh, being spread out on like five or six different buses? Like how different did the road atmosphere feel from your first couple of years here? I'm very different. Um, that, that's definitely something no one's ever dealt with before. Um, it's very odd um, and it kind of, secludes everybody from each other when you're about to go and play a team game. But um, yeah, it's very different from that to, you know, being on the road on top of not really having much fans in a crazy atmosphere. So that's kind of, you know, you know, throw you off a little bit. So er everything is definitely taking some adjusting to to um, get down. Does, does that make your all's mental preparation that much more important? And as a person, you've got to lock in that much harder. You can't feed off your teammates. You got to sort of self-motivate in that situation. Yeah, for lack of better words, you have to bring your uh, your own juice. Um, and that's really, depending on person to person, I guess it's going to be difficult. But bringing your own juice is something that, you know, you have to kind of get better and better at. And this is a trip that you haven't made, you know, going to Ruston. Does it does it take time to get adjusted when you go to a new place, different locker room? Obviously, you throw COVID on top of this. Does does any of that really come into play? I can, but, you know, if you're locked in on what you're there for and, you know, you just think of it as a business trip and just focus on exactly what you are trying to get done, then no, I don't think so. That offensive line in front of you, what are those guys doing so well? Your first run, I, I mean, Doc joked about it. He said he could have run through that hole that they opened up on your first first carry there. And 
it seems like those guys kind of, you know, when they want to push a pile or, or whenever they want to impose their will, you all are churning out those longer drives that, that kill the clock too. It's just getting nastier. I mean, that's the, that's the, <laughs> that's the best way I can put it. Just getting nastier as a group. Um, they're playing better, you know, collectively. Um, they're feeding off each other and they're really just, they're doing a lot of great things right now. And, um, you know, it all comes down to practice and, you know, the way you prepare for things and they're, they're doing a great job of it. Now, I know that you've been with most of those guys before, but in particular Salguero, uh, because he, he is sort of new to that group and he's the one making the calls up front. It, it seems like it's been pretty seamless for that group up front so far. And that starts with him. For sure. And he's off the field, you know, a pretty more, more quiet guy. Um, and, but on the field, yeah, he he gets his job done, and he's just trying to do it for the man to the left and right of him, and for the rest of the offense. Um, and that's really that's really about it. Brendan Knox, humble. Same time, uh, he he knows um, he's got to go out there and perform, and uh, he just wants to go out there and get the ball. So. There you have it. Uh, that's from earlier this afternoon. Uh, we're going to be previewing this one throughout the week. Tomorrow, we're going to have an abbreviated show. We've got baseball action the rest of the way coming up tonight here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Uh, following statewide sports line, which you'll hear at 6 o'clock for those of you listening uh, live. Uh, we'll have the gubernatorial debate that comes up at 7 o'clock. And then uh, we've got baseball action over on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340, we have got Tuesday night football. Thanks for tuning in. Glad to be back with you. We'll do it all over again tomorrow. Until then, good night, everyone. Flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.